0: It's a brand new year, y'all. Can you believe another year has passed already? God brought us through. These past few years have been a roller coaster ride. And now as we sit at the beginning of this new year, we want to make sure that our plans are God's plans. Hi, I'm Roz Walker, ex-corporate working mom turned stay-at-home mom boss. But it wasn't that long ago that I was crying my eyes out in the parking lot at work, having just dropped off my baby at daycare. I remember crying out to God, asking Him to help me find a way to be home with my child. Now, after many failed attempts and fervent prayers, my dreams finally became a reality. I've been home with my now two kids for over 13 years, even after unexpectedly becoming a widow. I started the Moms Roadmap Home podcast to help you create an actionable step-by-step roadmap based on biblical strategies to successfully transition from working mom to stay-at-home mom, avoiding all the pitfalls that delayed my journey. If you're a mom who is ready to take that step in faith toward the dream God has placed in your heart, you're in the right place. Come on, let's get started in creating your roadmap home. Welcome back, mama. It's the beginning of the year and many people are setting their new year's resolutions. Now, I'm not a resolutions type of girl. But I do believe in setting goals or intentions at the beginning of any time period, the beginning of the week, of the quarter, and of course, at the beginning of the year. The Bible tells us in Proverbs sixteen three to commit to the Lord whatever we do, and he will establish our plans. And we want God's blessings and help in accomplishing everything we try. We need divine help with being a good helpmate for our husbands, raising our kids, keeping the house, planning and cooking meals, and managing the finances. Some of you are homeschooling like me and also trying to find some time for your own self care. That can be exhausting. We need help from God, but we must then pair God's help with our. Own efforts. We want to be that Proverbs 31 woman who looks after her household and makes a side income. But y'all, doing all of that takes some planning. So now that we agree that we need to get some goals with God's help, we need to set them. I want to share with you how to set faith based New Year intentions. I call it Spirit-Led Goals. Let me explain what Spirit-Led Goals are. It's actually an acrostic. And as you know, if you've been listening to any of my previous podcasts, I'm a little obsessed with those lately. So here it goes. Spirit-Led. The S stands for Seek God's Will in His Word. The P stands for Pray for Direction. The I stands for inventory your life. The R stands for record what God reveals. The I stands for identify obstacles and solutions. The T stands for time block. The L stands for live in faith. The E stands for evaluate and adjust. And the D stands for don't give up. There you have it. Spirit led. Those are the type of goals that we want to set. So let's start with the S, seeking God's will in his word. Proverbs 16.9 says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. God's word holds the answers to every situation we face. It can teach us how to be a better spouse, a better parent, a better friend, how to manage our finances, how to prosper, how to be healthy, everything. We just have to read it, read God's word, and then apply it to our life. So we're going to start with searching the scriptures for areas you want to work on this year. You can Google Bible verses or use your Bible app and search for scriptures and promises relating to those areas. For instance, say you want to get healthy or become more fit. One text that I love in that area is 3 John 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. So now for each of the areas, that you choose, you're going to go through and find scriptures. So start off with deciding on what areas you want to work on this year. Um, For me, I have spiritual goals, health, fitness, family, friendship, finance, income, and business. Those are some of the areas that I want to focus on. You may have some of the same or some different areas that you want to work on. You just figure it out, write down those areas, and then go through God's word and find scriptures that relate to those areas. You're going to look for promises of God that you can claim in each of those areas. Now, I want you to write down what you find. Write it in your journal or type it in a spreadsheet or some form. But get it down because you're going to come back to those and use it in another step. We're now going to move on to the P in Spirit-Led Goals. P stands for Pray for Direction. Prayer is simply opening up your heart to God, just like you would to a friend. You're going to tell God all your hopes, your dreams, your frustrations, and share with him your fears and insecurities. Then ask God, what do you want for me this year? Who do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? What's your vision for my life? And then ask God to reveal it to you. Ask God to give you vision for your life, to show you the goals that he wants you to achieve. Ask God to place those things on your heart and then give you a desire for those things. And then let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. And then you can share with God the areas you want to work on this year, the areas you just outlined and put in your journal or on that spreadsheet. Ask God to add or subtract from your list. Ask him to lead you in selecting what to pursue in each of those areas. Tell God your needs and desires for the year. Then recite back to him those promises that you wrote in the first step. Remind God what he promised to do in his word and then believe he heard you and that he will work on your behalf. Now, I say remind God, but God never forgets. It's more for our benefit to speak God's word over our life. Now, once you've prayed the scriptures and you poured out your heart, believe that God heard you and will work on your behalf. Now, sit silently and allow God to communicate back to you. Prayer is supposed to be a two-way conversation, So take out your prayer journal or some notebook paper, and then just write what God impresses on your heart. You see, when we get God's input on what we should pursue, what goals we should achieve, we can be confident that he will help us achieve them. Now, does that mean God will give us everything we ask for? No, it doesn't. It just means that We have now released the outcome to him. It means that you can trust him to do what's best no matter what. We are in partnership with God in planning our future, so his input is most important. Now, let's move on to the I in spirit-led goals, which stands for inventory your life. One important step in creating goals for your life is to identify the gifts skills, and abilities that you already possess that can help you in achieving your goals. What are the talents and experiences you already have that can help you in reaching your goals? What are the strengths and unique abilities that you can use? See, we want to set realistic goals. Otherwise, we're setting ourselves up for heartbreak. So how can we do this? We take inventory, that means we discover what our unique strengths, talents, and abilities and gifts are, and we figure out who God created us to be. And when we start with this knowledge, then we know what we can realistically achieve. If we're more gifted in creativity than in organization, then perhaps your goal needs to be finding a course or an article on creative ways to organize that that's maybe not so picture perfect, but is perfect for you and your family. Commit to implementing whatever you learn and set quarterly milestones and check your progress. Or maybe you're living paycheck to paycheck, carrying credit card debt, and you don't know how to turn things around. Your goal may be to find a course or event that teaches budgeting or maybe you find a work-at-home job to bring in extra money or maybe you want to start a side home business. You just need to find out what your God-given gifts and strengths are so you can create goals that best uses them. Okay. Now that you've sought God's will in his word, you've prayed over the scriptures that you found, When you've taken some time to assess your gifts, strengths, and abilities, it's time to write out some goals. So we're on the R of the Spirit-Led Acrostic, and that stands for record or write what God has revealed. We're going to start with the categories you chose earlier, um, like mine was spiritual, family, health, finances, whatever you came up with. Now you're going to write out a specific goal for each section, at least one goal. It can be more than that, but at least one. What do you want to accomplish in each area? What did God reveal to you? What results do you want to see in your life? What are you hoping to achieve? What are your dreams? Start with two or three main goals for each category. You don't want to take on too much. Be specific as you write your goals. Include how much, how long, how many, why, which gift will you use. Add details that will allow you to know exactly when you have accomplished your goal. For example, one of my, well, a few of my main categories are spiritual, health, finances, family, business, and income. I mentioned that. Now, based on the scriptures that I found, my time in prayer, and the results of my gifts assessment, one goal I had for my spiritual category was to read the Bible through. The scripture I found for this is Psalms 119.11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And since one of my gifts is teaching, I will share the lessons I learned from my reading, and the encouragement that I receive with my audience. This will keep me motivated and accountable to achieve my goal. And it's actually something I look forward to doing because it's using my gifts. All right, my next step then would be to determine what it will take to read it through, read the Bible through. How many chapters will I need to read each day? So I want to break it down into quarterly, then maybe monthly, even weekly and daily goals. So we'll cover a little bit more of that part when we get to the T in spirit-led goals. But for now, I want you to take the time to identify two to three main goals for each of your categories. So to recap, you're going to write down your goal, figure out what it will take to achieve it, which of your gifts will help you, and which scripture you're going to claim. You got it? Okay, we're going to move on to the next step in the process, which is the I, identify potential obstacles and come up with solutions for each. Here's where many get stuck and give up. Okay, we're seeking God's will, we're praying, we're using our gifts. So we often feel that everything should go smoothly as a result. But that's not always the case. In our journey through life, we are going to come up against obstacles. So we can't let this throw us off our course. In fact, we can get ahead of the potential obstacles and already have a solution for them this is the brainstorming step you are allowed for this step to turn your inner critic on just for this step though you know that negative nelly voice in your head that's always ruining the party go ahead let her rip just for this step so you want to take a sheet of paper divide it into two columns label one side obstacles and the other side solutions now start brainstorming with that negative critic. What's going to keep you from achieving your goals? List as many things as you can come up with in the obstacles column. Once you've completed that side, you move on now to the other column, the solutions column, and brainstorm ways you can overcome each obstacle you listed. Now, for that part, Negative Nelly goes bye-bye. This side may be harder to complete, the solutions side. It's a very important step. Please don't skip over this. Take the time to complete it before moving on. And later, as you begin to implement your goals, you'll have this valuable resource to keep you moving forward. Because we are going to come up against obstacles. But when you've already planned your solution, then that obstacle has no chance of derailing you. Okay, So far, we've talked about the S in spirit led, which is seek God's will in his word. We cover the P, which is pray for direction. We talked about the I, which is inventory your life, your skills, your strengths, your gifts. Then we talked about the R, which is record or write down what God reveals. And then we just talked about the I, which is identify obstacles and the solutions. Don't forget that part. Now, armed with all of this information, we're now ready to time block the T in spirit led goals. Now, this is my favorite part. I love planners. I am obsessed with planners. I have so many planners. I love time blocking. I love putting things down to paper. Some may like digital form, whichever works for you. But now, time block simply means we're going to add our goals to our calendar. But we're not going to do it all willy-nilly. We have a plan for this. Your first step is going to be organizing your goals into quarters, months, and weeks. Which goals will you tackle first quarter, second quarter, third, or fourth? Next, assign each quarterly goal to a specific month that you will work on it. Now take your goals for the month and prioritize them. What are the three to five goals you want to commit to? In which weeks will you work on them? So you now have your quarterly goals written down. You've decided which months you're going to tackle them in. And then you've even assigned them to specific weeks of the month. Now it's time to schedule them in your planner. The time block schedule allows you to segment your days by blocks of activity. Time blocking simply means that you create several smaller to-do lists each day instead of one really big long one. And then you'll take those smaller lists and tackle them during different blocks of time throughout your day. It works by helping you focus your time on certain tasks during a specific block of time in your day. Now, I typically use three to four hour time blocks and I dedicate each block to a specific type of task. If you're new to time blocking, um, here's some suggestions. You can start by identifying the times that are non-negotiable. Nap times for your kids, school pickup time, lunch, dinner. Homeschool and arrange your block times around those events. Then you will see where you have some available time left. Next, you want to schedule in your set appointments and events. Then you can add your goals and your to do items around all of those non negotiables. Now, be realistic. Don't plan too many activities when you don't really have the time to accomplish them, because then you're just setting yourself up for failure. Plan one week at a time, maybe at the beginning of the week on a Sunday, and then at the end of the week, you can evaluate how you did and what needs to change for that next week. So I'll give you an example of how I time block. I first do a brain dump. Um, I, I just write everything down on a sheet of paper that I want and need to get done that week. Big and small tasks. I just put everything down. Next, I review my goals, and then I add the ones for the week to this brainstorming list. Then I prioritize that list. I want to work on the high priority items first. So I put them in order of priority. And once I do that, I add the top items, the ones I really need to accomplish, to the weekly plans. Then I use my planner, my time block schedule, and I assign them to the appropriate blocks in my day. Now, for those of you who are cringing right now at the thought of all this formal planning, it really doesn't take that much time. It actually will save you time in the long run. But if this just isn't your way of doing it, find the way that works for you. Maybe it's just some post-it notes that you stick on on a calendar on a wall. If that works for you, do that. The key things are to prioritize all the things you need to do and put them in order of priority. And don't overschedule yourself. I encourage you to try This time block method or some type of planning to help you accomplish more in your day. We need every minute we can squeeze out of our day, mamas, because it's a lot going on. So if this time blocking can squeeze five minutes, that's gold. All right. So now that we've added our goals to our planner, it's time to move on to the L in spirit led goals, which stands for live out your goals in faith. It's time now to walk in faith, mamas. You've already received direction and assurance from God. So now it's time for you to act and act in faith with confidence. You may have been dreaming about some of your goals for years, and maybe you have been asking God to bless in those areas for the past few months. Could it be that God is waiting for you to act? You may remember the story of Joshua chapter 3. Joshua was leading the children of Israel to the promised land and they got to the Jordan River and they camped there until God told them to move. Three days they camped there before God told them to move. And God told Joshua that the priests were to walk into the water before it would part. It says the soles of their feet had to dip in the edge of the water. You can read this in Joshua chapter 3, verses 14 to 16. The Bible explains that the Jordan River at that time was overflowing its banks, and they had to take the first step in faith before the waters parted. So this wasn't some little stream. There were probably some pretty strong waves going on, and it was most likely deep. They had to obey what God had told them and believe that he would do what he said before they saw the miracle. We also have to sometimes take a step in faith in what appears to us to be an overwhelming, impossible situation. We have to remember that if we're following after God, he will lead us. He's with us and he will always be with us. God puts us in a place to succeed, but he doesn't do the work for us. Think back to the times God has shown himself faithful. He's the same God now. So take that first step. Live out your goals in faith. Ask God to open doors that need to be open and shut doors that need to be shut. God provides for us over and over and over again so that when we get to situations that we cannot control, we can look back over his track record and we can gain the faith and confidence we need to move forward. God never fails. He never makes a mistake. And if we trust him, he will blow our minds with what he can do on our behalf. If God has called you to do something, he's already given you the victory. You just have to claim it. God has given us ample evidence of his power, and our only job is to move forward in faith. Listen, mamas, God cares about your finances. He cares about your children. He cares about your desire to be home with them, to make money from home maybe, to help provide for your family. He supports your decision to get healthy. He wants nothing more than to see your marriage renewed, restored. Whatever your need, claim God's promises and start working toward your goals. There's someone listening to me right now who knows they can't stay where they are in life any longer, wishing for better, wishing for more. God is saying to you, take that step forward, my daughter. I will be with you. I've promised to never leave you nor forsake you. If you are not living up to the call God has placed on your life because you're afraid, you will miss out on the blessing God has for you. God's calling will require us to move sometimes out of our comfort zones, It will cause us to trust in a power we cannot see. But if he called you to it, he can bring you through it. God's got us, sweet mama. Let's rest in his everlasting arms as we move forward in achieving our goals in faith. We're going to finish out this acrostic with the E and D in spirit led. E is for evaluate and adjust and D is for don't give up. Let's start with E, evaluate and adjust. So after completing all of those assignments I just gave you, you now have written goals that have been scheduled in your planner. And the next step comes after you have lived your goals in faith for at least three months, one quarter. At that point, you want to evaluate how things are going and make adjustments as needed. Here's what I do. I take a sheet of paper and I divide that sheet in half. And on the left side, I write down the goals for the quarter. And then on the right side, I write my results for each goal. So you can do this. Take a sheet of paper, write your goals and results. Did you achieve the goal? If not, what held you back? Is it still a viable goal or does it need to be changed? Make any necessary adjustments and carry any unfinished goals over to the next quarter. And you're going to repeat this process at the end of each quarter to help you stay accountable and to help you stay focused on forward movement. All right, you got that? Good. Let's move on to the final letter, D, don't give up. Listen, mamas, you're going to be tempted at some point to give up on your goals. We all are. Usually, it's a few months into your goal, and it's before you start seeing some success. It's so important that you remember that success takes time. We are in it for the long haul, however long it takes. If it's a weight loss goal, say, give yourself some time and grace. You didn't put on those extra pounds overnight, so don't expect for it to come off overnight your ultimate goal is to get healthier. So focus on that one step at a time. Maybe you're trying to work from home, uh, maybe blogging or selling on Etsy, and you're not earning money yet. Don't give up yet. Give it at least 18 months. Yes, I said it, 18 months before giving up or pivoting to something else. Stop switching every three or four months to something new, something bright and shiny that looks more promising. Stick to your goals that you prayed about, that you asked for God's direction. So if you believe he's leading you, then don't give up. You may fall. You may feel like quitting, but don't stay down. Get back up and keep taking another step toward your goal keep moving forward. Okay, mamas, there you have it. Spirit-led goals. This is so you can set those faith-based intentions for this new year. Be sure to grab your copy of the guide and worksheets over at roskwalker.com. They will help you get through these steps and help you achieve your goals. All right, until next time, I pray God's blessings over you. Thank you, sweet mama, for listening in today. I'm so grateful for you. If you found value in today's episode, please be sure to leave a review if you haven't already. I would love to hear your thoughts about this podcast. And please share this episode with another mom who might be looking for a step-by-step plan for leaving the workplace to come home to her kiddos. I'll see you on the next episode for more tips and strategies for creating your roadmap home.